Hey, everybody. Welcome back to episode seven of Three Count Life. I'm Maria, and I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle and Chris. Uh, first of all, how was your 4th of July? It was pretty laid back. Went swimming. Had a few drinks. Nice. Had some barbecue. Yeah, laid back. Saw some friends. Blew up, blew up some stuff. And uh, <laughs> had a good time. Dude, it was fun. dude, I got to tell you. I got to tell you. We were popping fireworks. And we were in a fenced-in backyard. And legit like one of the big the bigger $30 you know like 26 shot you know extravaganza fireworks you buy one of those busted open (laughs) in the middle of the yard and started like shooting everywhere like the the box ripped halfway through the shots and the last like 12 shots started flying in different directions across the yard and just so happened I took my phone out I was going to record the video footage of it and it, it, I ended up like I was like, oh, let me do this one in slow mo because this is a bigger firework, you know. I wanted to get the slow mo effect from my iPhone on it, so mm-hmm. I got the whole thing in slow motion of all the shit flying, <laughs> flying at us. <laughs> so that was pretty funny. But <laughs> that is funny actually, and thank you for not posting it because no one gives a fuck about anybody's firework posts. Sorry. <laughs> the only wow. one, the only one I liked was. Randy Orton, because when he did his pose in front of the fireworks, he got that. That shit was legit. And since we're on the topic of Randy Orton, I'm going to switch up our uh, our kind of lineup for the podcast. We usually start with Dynamite. Um, let's talk about Randy Orton, actually. So, I don't really watch Raw or SmackDown, but he is in some type of storyline that I think a lot of people don't maybe understand or care about. Am I, am I right? Yeah, I mean, he's part of the Zelina Vegas stable. Mm-hmm. I mean, Zelina's awesome, right? She's made Andrade entertaining, which is, I didn't even know that was possible. So, <laughs> um, and she she's a underrated talent across the board, and she's doing a Did really good job. Did you watch Andrade in NXT? Andrade it's just was like fucking great in NXT. Great. It's like everybody else who goes to the main yeah, roster. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, a point. Yeah, I'm just trying to throw. St- this is my opinion. So, um, anyway, I don't even remember what I was saying, but at the end of the day, Randy's joined that stable um, on Raw last week. So I, I don't, I don't know where it's gonna go. <laughs> I, I have no idea. So, so I didn't know it was like in the growth in the market for growth so that yeah, was interesting I, I didn't either like I kind of knew there was a stable going on with them but I wasn't 100% really on board with it I guess you could say but okay whatever they're doing but so for people who don't know which probably you guys don't even know uh, my friends know that before there was my Twitter Instagram I was the biggest Randy Orton fan back in the day um for me, he's always going to be the legend killer. Yep. Uh, he he was my first wrestling crush. Um, I think he's talented on so many levels. I can't even tell you. Um, but I think as time went on and he got older, you know, let's let's put it this way. He he debuted the same year as John Cena and Brock Lesnar, and John Cena isn't a active wrestler anymore and 
Brock Lesnar is part time. Randy Orton's still a full time wrestler. He's still there. So credits where credits do. But you know, he's been doing this for a long time and I think how many storylines can he be in? Um I think his best run again was Legend Killer. And then they kind of downplayed him. Yeah, so Le- Legend Killer was such edge. a badass storyline. I would absolutely love to see him as the Legend Killer again. And I think there's been many attempts at it. Like little like kind of jabs where you think he may kind of go back to that. But um, full on, I haven't seen it. But for me, just he's a great wrestler. He He's decent on the mic. Um, he's a hell of a heel. I hated him as a face. <laughs> Um, he's one of those guys that could just really get, get you to hate him. Um, so I don't know. I mean, what are your guys thoughts on him then versus now? When you refer to legend killer, which, um, you're talking about like what he was doing against edge and then Christian and the whole WrestleMania thing. Is that what you're talking about? What do you mean? Like that whole run as the legend killer, like he come he comes back as the legend killer for WrestleMania and faces them. That's the that's the uh, Randy Orton that you like the best. No, the Randy early two no. thousands, yeah, like I'm talking about his, like you know, Shawn Michaels. That mm-hmm. um, I didn't watch that was, shit back then. Yeah, but that was the shit. That, that that was legend killer. <laughs> that was the original legend killer run that I think most people know. Um, yes, back back in the Evolution days. Yes, evolution. You know, I think yeah. I think uh, before he's done, I think he's going to get one more title run. Um, the guy is a total the the epitome of team player, in my opinion. Um, he, he's used now a lot, again, in my opinion, to help get people over and you know kind of understand the business. And he's the only guy that could like you know join this stable. And he'll add whatever needs to be added to it. And then when it's over, whatever he does next, you won't even think of the stable anymore. You know what I mean? He's one of few that can actually pull stuff like that off. Yep. But physically, the guy can wrestle with anybody. Still. That's a fact. So, and, and Maria's made the point in the past, like, there's a difference between, take, you know, getting older and taking time off or, you know, not doing a lot of matches and staying incredibly active. And he's remained incredibly active, you know, in the ring. Correct me if I'm wrong. He doesn't get injured often. No. And when he does, 99% of the time, it's a work. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, I, I mean, vacation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Either that, or he uses it, you know, as a promo, like he did the Edge, and you know, whatever. But you know, he's done that stuff his whole career. He's very durable. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do see one more title run. I, unless I'm wrong, he's never really had the title as a babyface either. Um, you know, I'd like to see the guy go out as a babyface myself, but that's just me. But yeah, early 2000s Legend Killer was. Yes. Incredibly badass. I mean, that was just so cool. And when he finally won the Intercontinental title, if you remember back in that time, and he was a babyface for like 10 minutes, um, (laughs) 
lost the title, you know, and then he got dumped on by Evolution, you know, when Triple H did the thumbs down thing and Batista bombed his ass right in the middle of the thing. That that that's the kind of stuff I always will always think about. So I wouldn't necessarily call this a downfall. I get that though. I wouldn't call it a downfall as much as it's getting older. There's a lot of things going on, but you can always count on this guy. Like, hey, we're giving these young superstars a push. Who can help them get over? Well, Randy can. That's a fact. And he'll do it. That's the thing, too. He'll do it. And, I mean, in my opinion, at first, you know, when Kofi was champ and Randy went after him SummerSlam, I thought those promos those two had together were awesome. And I really thought it made Kofi's run even more um special you know what i mean to take down um and to to go back and forth with randy on the mic like that and to put on that great match at SummerSlam. Mm -hmm. i I thought it did a lot for his title run i agree i think he's um not phenomenal i almost said phenomenal he's not phenomenal he's not ej style but he's pretty damn good do yeah. you have anything to to add to it, Chris? Or are you like, you know, you don't you didn't watch back then, so you really have nothing to compare I mean, it. I didn't watch back then, so I didn't see the the prime legend killer that you're talking about. But I mean, I saw glimpses of it with the mm-hmm. Edge thing recently. Um, now, mm-hmm. I mean, I know it's probably not not near as good, but I mean, I've I've heard stories um, before this podcast about about that time too. So. Yeah, I mean, I agree. With, I agree with you on all the other fronts that you're saying about him as a as a worker, um, about how he how he how how durable he is, like uh, how he will always help the other talent. He's a you know a company guy, so I, I get that, and I agree with all that too. Yeah, I, th- I think he's a he's a he's a wrestling guy too. You know, yeah, he's definitely a company guy, <laughs> but I, I think he, he's he's a really big wrestling guy you know and it's kind of like you know and in, in similar speak of like chris jericho you know jericho takes a lot of dudes under his wing and shows them the ropes you know what i mean so mm-hmm. I, I think uh, i think randy does a lot of that so it's just oh. cool to see that but yeah if you chris if you got to witness you know that era the early the evolution era Randy, like when he was competing individually, um, you know, without the stable, it was all legend killer stuff. And, you know, it's Shawn Michaels. What was their, was it Unforgiven? Was that their September pay-per-view forever? I can't remember. I can't remember. My memory's Shawn. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Unforgiven when he was essentially Shawn Michaels coming back. Um, they put on a hell of a match and then. Backlash 2004, the hardcore match with Mick Foley. That was, that's one of my favorite matches of all time. Of all time. When he goes for an RKO and Foley slams him into the tax in the middle of the ring. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That So that, that Backlash 04 is incredible anyway, but that that's such a badass match. Yeah, if you get a chance, I highly recommend checking out that era. It's worth the $10 that it costs for the WWE Network just to watch that, honestly. Did you guys see the Twitter exchange that him and Tommaso Ciampa had against each other? Yeah, and then I guess Vince got all butthurt about it. 
Yeah. I did Man, not. that would be. He did. He didn't see it. No. Oh well, he he made a tweet saying something about um, I forgot the exact thing he said. Something about like the knee slapping that NXT does. He was making fun of the knee slapping. Um, it, it was during a. It was during a. Um, it was during NXT Takeover in Your House, I believe. He tweeted that during the show, and Tommaso Ciampa took great offense to that and said that I don't have to give my child NyQuil anymore or whatever. I just put on a Randy Orton match for her, and they got in, <laughs> they got into this huge, you know, Twitter feud, and everybody's like, "Oh my God, it's amazing!" And you know, that would be one hell of a match to see. Yeah, but it was. Of course, Vince has to get in the way of that fun, so. Yeah, he doesn't like when superstars who are not in a story or don't have one coming up beef with each yeah, other on social media. One. Yeah. yeah. When well, arguably that that's what got Becky Lynch to where she was, but that's a whole other topic. Well, while we're talking about WWE, let's slide right into NXT and the Great American Bash. There you go. <laughs> I got it right this time. Before I was yep. saying Bash at the Beach, and I don't know why. My mind is just like... Back in WCW, I guess. Because um, 25 years ago, was it yeah. 25 <laughs> years ago, Hogan walked out and betrayed the entire freaking world. That was, yeah, 24 years ago, like last week. Yeah. yeah. Um, But how was it, Kyle? You have been consistently the person that volunteered to watch NXT uh, live. So, Great American Bash Part 1, which we talked about, that was pretty good. Tonight was all about... Keith Lee and Adam Cole. I mean, that, the, the the main event was almost a half hour, and it was completely uninterrupted, no commercials, nothing. And Lee and Cole brought the freaking house down. Uh, Keith Lee is the champ champ. He did win. It was, a, it was a stellar match, but I'm just being honest right now. The rest of the show compared to last week was just, you know, I think we talked about, like Chris, you mentioned too with Fighter Fest, how the matches were solid. And uh, Great American Bash Part 1 had solid matches. But tonight, it was all about the main event. So it was just kind of like, you know, we, we have an hour and a half of filler. So here's some matches. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Candice LeRae and Mia Yim was arguably the second best match of the night um, from what I saw. But I, I was just glad once Keith Lee walked out because I'm like, okay, here we go. Finally something to put worth watching and uh, it was pretty good but yeah i I don't i I wouldn't yeah but the whole show compared to part one was was a miss for sure all right so you're gonna say that last week was better yeah okay definitely i mean i can't really i i recorded both again so hopefully Mm -hmm. i'll get to see both of them sometime this week but uh but honestly cole and lee i mean they put on a hell of a match so totally worth watching all right, I'm going to definitely check it out. Um, I'm going to slide into Fighter Fest Part 2. Um, I didn't really watch much of it. <laughs> I've been a terrible wrestling fan. Actually, me and my friend were just saying, are we even wrestling fans anymore? And it just be it's nothing bad. Just life gets busy, kind of. But my friends had told me that Taz brought back the FTW title. Yeah. Chris, I mean, you're yeah. the one that really watches 
Yeah, him, um, Cage, him and Brian Cage came out, did an interview with Tony Schiavone, and they just introduced the FCW championship. Well, Taz introduced it, and then Im- just immediately handed it over to Cage. So Cage, is, <laughs> Cage is our so AEW, a- FCW champion. <laughs> he's, a, he's a champion. Okay. Yep. yep. All right. Uh, were there any other highlights from the show? I know there can't be too many because MJF was not on the show. I'm just oh. kidding. But, but uh, so, so, no, for so real. Like, yeah, like, like how NXT was tonight, and and last week, and how AEW was last week. It's a very match intensive show. Lots of great matches. I could, you know, the, the let's see, Private Party, Hangman Omega match was very solid, very solid opener, and uh, Hangman Omega retained. Um, weird thing about that. I still, I, I'm trying to wrap my head around this. Maybe you guys can help me out. I had a couple of people talk to me on Twitter about it, but like, you know, Matt Hardy is with the elite. You know, he was in the the, the uh, Stampede match with the elite. He's been claiming to be with the elite this whole time, and then for this match, he comes. I mean, I know he has this this side thing with Private Party. You know, he's he's trying to, I you know, be a manager type of or mentor type of person for them. But he just he came out with Private Party, but he wasn't broken, Matt. He was like a just regular, you know, manager Matt or whatever. Yeah, just regular person. But he came out and backed <clears throat> Private Party against Hangman and Omega, and it's just like it's throwing me off because it's like, okay, it is he has all these different gimmicks. Are these di- are the different gimmicks with different people? Like he's backing different people, or is different gimmicks loyal to different people? Because he's he's with the elite, but he was backing Private Party against the elite. But it was two different versions that we're talking about because he was broken. Well, I, I don't know. It's it's very confusing. Yeah, you're rambling. I uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know where his loyalties lie. It's very strange. So, but, I mean, it, you know, I, well, I, I get that, that he's back in the younger talent. But at the same time, it's like the storyline's kind of broken. Okay. Terrible impression. Um... <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Awful. I'm kidding. Um. I think that that's going to develop over time of us finding out. I don't know. Hopefully. Hopefully to put something to it. Yeah. like Make it if, a little more, you know. And then Matt Hardy can fight internally against himself. Who am I with? Right. Okay, so he's going to end up fighting know. himself. That'd be funny. <laughs> That'd be funny. That would be hilarious. But, that yeah, was- okay, so that, that the opening match, yeah, was really good. Uh, Janela versus Archer. It had some high points. I'm always an Archer fan. I'm yeah, but Archer we. Guy. Here's my thing. Uh, and the little bit that I did catch, were there any surprises? That's what I want to know. Were there any surprises for you? There like there wasn't any surprises. I, okay. I knew every single match that happened tonight. I knew that. I knew what was going to happen. Really, I mean, it was pretty much like a you know cookie cutter type of show. Um, there was some people saying, you know, private party's going to win the titles, which I, you know, I stated against that last week on our you podcast did. and that didn't happen. Uh, Janela uh, got demolished by Archer. Uh, I mean, he put up a fight for five minutes and then the Archer like blackout, did the blackout off the apron of the ring through a fucking table and killed him. Um, the, let's see, the, the, the best match of the night, in my opinion, was the eight, eight man tag match and you kind of saw it coming that uh that ftr and young bucks were going to lose to kind of create you know that dissension and give 
Lucha Bros and Butcher and Blade much needed wins, especially considering they've been off of TV a while. Mm-hmm. Um, they oh they did have one little surprise. I, I guess it's, it's not it hasn't been un- announced yet, but um, Nyla faced some jobbers tonight, beat their asses, and then did a promo and said that she's <gasps> about to hire a manager. I but, saw that. Yeah, yeah she's I, about to hire I a manager. I saw that but she, didn't, she didn't say who, so we're gonna find out in the coming weeks who. Let me be her manager, but let me cut you off and let me say and shout out to MJF Lover at MJF Lover on Twitter. Um, she had tweeted out like, "Hey, what if Vicky Guerrero is gonna be Nyla Rose's manager?" And what? I'll turn I'll turn the fucking TV off. I'm about to turn you off. What the fuck are you talking about? That would be fantastic. I have to see to believe it. Why, why? Why do you think that would be fantastic? Because I always thought Vicky Guerrero was a great manager. She got people to literally boo her out of the building. What is that? Yeah. Like, you, there's not many people capable of being hated that much. I mean, she was in the she was in the wrestling era in the mid 2000s, right? Late 2000, yeah, that took a hiatus from wrestling for a good, you know, eight years. So, so you're I didn't actually me see that her during the... okay. No, I just heard her, I just hear her voice. I didn't see her in her. It's her voice whatever. that makes people hate her. But you know what? You know, she had some good storylines with Edge, and you know, she she really <laughs> she really did good, I think. And I'm sure Kyle can back me up on that. Like. She got people to boo her out the building, right, Kyle? Like, she... Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, she was good at what she did. Like, her purpose was to get people to hate her, and she did the damn thing. Oh, yeah. And uh, that's what makes it awesome. Yeah, I think that that would be great. So, Chris, no offense, but your opinion sucks. Um, I just can't stand her fucking voice. That's it. I mean, yeah, she. That's she does, the whole she does purpose. Jo- I know she does her job, but I'll just put the fucker on mute. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I have power over that. So, but okay. So if you think that's the, you think that's going to be your manager, like that's your pick. I mean, I didn't know. I was kind of like, oh, who's it going to be? And then, you know, she tweeted that out. And I was like, holy shit, I would love to see that. That fucking works for me. And, and it, I mean, it's pretty, it, it writes itself because Vicky Guerrero has already been at AEW events on AEW TV. Right. And yeah. it's a fact if, you know what? That's a fact. If Vicky Guerrero is her manager, she can win the title. Okay, Vicky Guerrero is highly regarded as a manager, so I could see that happening. She can win the title back with Vicky in her corner. So I think, yeah, I did catch that actually. That was the part I caught because I do yeah. like Nyla, I like Nyla Rose a lot. Um, I think she's great. I really do. So I did catch that. Um, yeah, Vicky Guerrero, that'd be fucking awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I that'd be an people, awesome, that'd be an awesome. Fuck, I'm uh, thinking about it. I'm like, shit. There's so much I would fucking. There's so many storylines. Is there anybody my else? Is there anybody else? That, that would be an awesome be, duo. Is there anybody else you guys think would be another good pairing for Nyla? 
No, especially after hearing that. Yeah, exactly. I literally was going to say, Kyle, you took the words right out of my mouth. I Like, I was thinking, thinking, thinking. I'm like, who could it be? No, that's it. That makes sense. So and that's that, it. That's our that's, pick. Okay. Three that's count she would pick. Away. Okay, well. I hope it happens. Yeah. So that was really, the, I mean, the rest of the thing is Dark Order versus SCU. Decent match. Cassidy versus Jericho. Pretty good match. Um, but no surprise. No surprises. Trish no, Jericho that's really, one. it's very match intensive. All right. So, and we had no MJF. So I wanted to talk about him because he is one of my, he is my favorite AEW wrestler. Um, being so young and talented, but he did cut a promo last week about the ratings and I had touched on it unknowingly that he cut the promo. I didn't find out till after, um, do the, do the ratings matter? I don't know. I don't know. And I don't understand the 18 to 49 demo. Um, I watch wrestling. I enjoy what I'm watching or I don't. And I change the channel. I'm not picky and I really don't give a fuck. That's my opinion on the ratings. Yeah. Same. I don't really care. I mean, yeah. to go so far, like I think we talked before, not on the show, but, um, you know, you're not going to have another Monday Night War. So if anybody's got a boner thinking about that, it might <laughs> as well deflate because it's not going to happen. Uh, Vince is old. He doesn't have the energy to shut down a company pushing so hard right now. Um, AEW is here to stay. I personally don't think the ratings matter anymore because very few people watch TV, period. Mm-hmm. I think if you were to look at who's got more... Um, YouTube stuff, stuff like that might matter. Um, but even so, that doesn't matter now just because WWE has been around much longer and has a larger presence everywhere. I just I just don't I don't think the ratings matter at all, to be honest. No. Just, and let me make this one point. When when AEW signed the contract with TNT, their goal, the initial goal that TNT wanted them to hit was what, what was it, 500,000 viewers? Yep. And their, <laughs> their first episode was 927,000 viewers, almost broke a million on episode one. They're consistently getting 750, in the realm of 750,000 a week. So, I mean, they're blowing their, they're blowing the goals that they've set for themselves with their contract out of the water. And that's really all that fucking matters. Yep. Who cares yeah. if it's comparing it to WWE? I mean, it, it's, it's, it's so stupid. All these dirt sheets come out every week and they give you the ratings and everybody starts going off. And it's just, it, they literally do that just to get, to build dissension between everybody on Twitter because they know Twitter's a toxic fucking place. Yeah. And everybody's going to take a side. And everybody's going to fuss and fight over, oh, they got the 1849 demographic. Oh, they got the total amount of viewers. Who gives a rat's flying mm-hmm. ass? In yeah, I think, I think it, it's, it comes down to people who still don't understand this today. I, I hope they listen very closely. Competition is what makes products better. Better, yep. So, yep, yep, yep. You know, I can sit here and we, we can compare anything all day long um you know so without competition a product doesn't have to be good and um 
AEW brings it hard every week. I mean, I would say there's maybe two episodes. I was kind of like, oh, that wasn't all that fun, right? Yeah. Out of almost a year that they've been doing a weekly show now, yeah, which I think is pretty damn episode. impressive. Yeah. Um, you know, and WWE does best when their backs against the wall. I think in there and and people are turning the channel because they're like, wow, this sucks. Without AEW. There is no pressure. There is no reason to get better. So I think it's it's just different now than it was back in the day. Um, and you know that's a great point, Chris, that you made about the TNT contract wanting five hundred thousand or more. I mean, if Monday Nitro wasn't hitting three million, Ted Turner was probably fucking shotgunning alcohol. You know, like. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just a totally different world nowadays. I mean. They matter to an extent. I think they matter to a contract that a program signs for a network. Other than that, I don't think they mean anything. Yeah, and that brings up another point of, of there's a lot of fans, fans that right. that go out and say, oh, well, they didn't they didn't hit the numbers this week. They didn't beat NXT this week. It's the nail in the coffin for AEW. Yeah. They're they're not gonna they're that, not gonna. That, that guy, listen, I screenshotted that. I'm not going to call you out, but you need to, this guy, you need to reevaluate your entire life um, because that was one of the dumbest things I've ever read. And that just goes to show that 280 characters is too much for some people. <laughs> All I'm going to say on ratings is that it was so peaceful back in the day when we didn't have social media. And I know there was like AOL group chats and stuff. I didn't join them. For me, it was, I don't remember. I was in high school, middle school-ish. I don't remember. Uh, I watched the fucking show. When WWF went to commercial, I put on WCW. You know, like, I just watched whatever was on. I didn't care. And you know what? I was so oblivious and naive back then that I didn't know there was a war going on. I didn't know. And I didn't know anything about the ratings or anything. Because, like, my, my dad filled me no in. social media telling you all this. Every but my day, dad, my dad being through. older and a wrestling fan himself, knew. He knew. Like, you know, right. well, same, same time slot, different shows. So my dad kind of filled me in. And I did kind of know there was some uh, competition going on, if you will. But as far as ratings went, I didn't give a fuck. And yep. I didn't know anything about the, the Monday Night Wars until I watched the Monday Night, Monday Night Wars on the WWE <laughs> Network. That's a great documentary. It is. And you know yeah, what? Yeah. Like, I, I got a lot of information out of that, and I understood more. Yeah. But back in the day, it was just fun. And there was nobody telling you, you know, like, I mean, there were people I went to school with that watched wrestling, and we would just talk about it. But no one really gave a fuck if you liked WCW or WWF. Right. You know, most of the time, people were just picking on us for watching wrestling in general. <laughs> yeah, that, that's yeah. The damn true. <laughs> so I didn't know there was anything anything happening until, like, late 97 when Bischoff cuts a black-and-white promo, and he calls out Vinnie Mac and tells ah. him to come get some. And I'm thinking, like, wait a minute. You know, I'm 11 years old. I'm like, what? What? What's happening? Who, who is this Vinnie Mac? Like, yeah. <laughs> I thought I thought that was a wrestler coming in to d- interrupt the NWO or whatever, right? And then I started putting things together, and I'm like, oh shit, 
Um, they don't like each other. Um, and they're trying to do things. And, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It, it, I, I just think it's, uh, you're right. I didn't really know or care, to be honest. Mm-hmm. We didn't um, care. Nope. No. We, we were we were WCW people first, and then we'd watch, you know, WWE at commercial or record it, which um, if you ever had to record something with a VCR back in the day, you oh, needed, yeah. like, a PhD from NASA to, like, figure out how to do that <laughs> shit. Those were the days, man. Oh, my God. These kids don't even realize how good they have it. Oh, I know. Like, some kids today, like... Uh, Back when I was running a landscaping company and I had, so I bought, you know, nice trucks, but I bought them to do for work truck shit, you know, not to, not for the looks and things. And to save money, I bought them with the damn manual windows, right? And I was taking my nephew to baseball practice and one, he's like, how do I roll down this window? I, I was about to beat his ass. I'm like, dude, am I that old? He said, you turned the, it blew his mind. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, the, the, these little bastards today—they don't—they don't know. They don't even know. No, I mean that—that that stuff your grandparents told you going to school both ways in the snow—that's what it was like. I'm telling you. All right. Well, I think that we kind of covered some stuff. I don't know, Chris, if you have anything else to add into the ratings or back in the day. You said you didn't really watch it. I don't know. So. No, I watched it during the Monday Night War era. That's when I was big into it. It was it was around 2001, 2002 when I stopped. But okay. I mean, when I, during that time, 96 to 2000, I was glued to like two different TVs at the same time. Like <laughs> I had my bedroom and then the next room over to me was my mom's office and literally I'd have WCW on one TV and WWF on the other TV. And I would literally sit in the doorway in between the two rooms and just watch both. (laughs) (laughs) My dad would just switch the channel on me. So there was that. (laughs) I, I, I really have just one more thing to say about wrestling that involves Matt Hardy. I'm hoping we have like a full fledged Mrs. Doubtfire scenario with Matt Hardy. Yeah, you think that like would he's too. That's what I'm hoping for because that would be hilarious. That would be good TV. What's his alter ego? Damascus. Damascus. That's that's his essence. Yeah. Oh, that's his Matt Hardy. essence. Yeah. Okay, yes. I'm sorry. His essence. Okay. But I want a I want a full fledged Mrs. Doubtfire scenario <laughs> on Dynamite. <laughs> I think okay. that would be incredible. I think that might maybe maybe they're headed there. I don't know. It's something different, I guess. We'll see. Matt Hardy's pretty creative guy. We'll see what he, he does. is. Yeah, he could totally pull that off. Yeah. He's a future. Well, I'm not gonna say Hall of Famer, but you know, he's a future legend in the business. <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> he truly, he truly is awesome. Um, if anyway. we're if we're finished talking about wrestling. We can roll right into my tweet that I sent out about long-distance relationships, mm-hmm. which I have covered before at a time. Um, and if you've listened to me talk before, which I know, shout out to Jeremy at GVB Lover on Twitter. I'm sure he knows. Everything I'm about to say, because he heard it all before. He's loyal, and he's my friend, and shout out to him. Long-distance relationships. 
are they capable of working? I sent out this tweet and I posted on Instagram also. And the feedback I get on these types of tweets are always so interesting because on one hand, I can be like, God damn, there's no hope with what some people say. And on the other hand, it's like, some stories can make me literally cry. And I had people DM me paragraphs. They didn't want to put it out there, their business, of things that did work, things that didn't work, and things that had me tearing up because some stories are so special. And it's so 50-50. There's, there's literally, like, there's people who don't want to try it because they're afraid. But the people that do try it are either like, fuck no, it doesn't work, or fuck yes, it works, and it's worth it. So, my personal opinion, never did it, but um, do I think if two people care enough to be committed in a relationship to want to make it work, I think they could, yeah, for sure. Um, If they connect on a level, they can. And I don't think distance should ever be an issue. I think that if you're working towards a future goal, then you make visit, you visit each other, you know, you make time when you can see each other and you keep that communication going. I think 100% that it can work. I think just both parties need to be trusting and work hard towards an end goal. Um, but, you know, you can meet someone close by and, put your all in and it still may not work right like so I don't know I don't know what you guys think I think it it boils down to each individual person and how they they can handle those types of relationships some people aren't built for um like to be up each other's ass 24 7 some people aren't built to not have somebody there for two months at a time you know it's 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 i guess it boils down to that uh, each person's particular needs and desires in the type of relationship they want but then again when love can hit strike whatever then you know you people will go to extraneous circumstances and push themselves to make it happen regardless of the situation Sometimes, um, mm-hmm. but it really just boils down to what that person really desires in, in, on a daily basis. Okay. Kyle, do you have some input on it? I do have input. Um, my long distance relationship was several thousand miles away, and it was the only relationship I don't classify as a relationship. We were together oh. for, we were together oh, for. Oh, when you said several thousand, how, like, how, like, was it in the States or was it another country? Yeah, it was uh, from where I'm at to the West Coast. Okay. So it's a couple thousand miles. It's a long way. So that we is. would get together every four to six weeks um, and we'd alternate. I'd go out there. She'd come out here. We'd spend a week to 10 days um, there. And would hang out, make the best of things, 
Um, usually the last night we'd spend time planning the next trip slash visit. And it was cool because like if I was going out there, she would get excited about all the things that she would show me. If she was coming out here, I'd get excited about all the things I was going to show her. So what I learned is trust and respect. And that's why we broke it off out of respect for each other after being together for a long time. Um, we don't talk anymore, but we did for a little bit after we ended it. Just, you know, because you, you go through that kind of bonding with somebody. Um, you're not just going to be like, hey, we're not together anymore, so we're not going to talk anymore. It's a different kind right. of bond. So I learned that respect was the number one thing. Trust is a very close number two. And love is a distant third because with respect and trust, it's easy to love. Without that, it's impossible. So um, it was great because it worked. Um, but a lot of it was at the time with what I what I was doing for a living, I was able to, you know, take that kind of time off. I was about to ask you, how 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 are you doing that every four to six weeks with a Yeah. <laughs> so I was I was running a landscaping company with my dad and um you know, I, I schedule. So I handled the landscaping work. Um, and then he had, a, he had guys that would do the, you know, the lawn grass cutting and crap like that. So I would schedule all my projects around that. And I had the only financial burdens I had at the time were mine, right? I didn't have any dependents or anything. So it was, it was fairly simple to do. Yeah. So, you know, I would essentially, you know, owning my own business is what I was doing. So, um, you know, I schedule my projects and um, be like I'm not taking any appointments during this time frame because I'm gone. So and when she would come out, like usually I would schedule something small because she was legit interested. Like we did like hardscapes and stuff, you know, retaining walls, brickwork, all that stuff. So it's pretty cool. And sometimes she'd work on a project with me, whatever. But it, it, it's totally doable. You just you, you have to want to do it, though. And if you don't, yeah. you have to be 100 percent honest with yourself and them and say, listen, I, I don't I don't want to do this. So uh, you have to be willing to admit that. And, you know, I said respect and trust comes love. Um, and then, you know, you combine those three things and you have happiness. And if you're not happy, then it's you, you need to not do it. But it, it's totally possible. It takes effort. But I don't think it takes more effort than a relationship. I think all relationships take a lot of effort. So you can't really put a number on it or compare, I don't think. If you want it to work, you'll make it work. Um, oh, damn. I had a question and I completely lost my train of thought. But uh, yeah, I do. Do you think that, that the saying absence makes the heart grow fonder is truthful given that you've done the long distance relationship did you feel like and that's to your point of you saying you you were like kind of happy to be in each other's presence seeing you know like happy to show each other the different things when you did Mm -hmm. see each other so not seeing each other for so long when you did is it a different type of feeling so we would we talked every day um so the only difference was the physical aspect of it, right? Yeah. There's, so yeah. That, that was literally the only difference. We we would share so many things with each other. And, um, 
you know, being on, I'm in the East, East time zone. She's in the, um, Pacific time. So, uh, you know, I would get done with my day. I'd have time to relax. She'd get done with her day three hours behind me, have time to relax and it wouldn't be too late, you know, and then we would spend an hour or so talking just about every day. So the, the really, I, I, I can see that because obviously the physical part of when you, when you hug that person, like you feel like you're going to squeeze too hard, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? But so I think it does like that. There's truth to that, but I think it'd be different. Like if you were, I don't know, let's just use the military, for example, you know, where you couldn't communicate freely, right? Where one of you's off wherever the hell you are, and then you come home after six, ten months or whatever it is. I think that would be a little different than being in a relationship where you just live far apart and you're able to communicate every day. Okay. But, I mean, the, the physical stuff is cool when when you talk to them, but when you can finally, like, you know, mm-hmm. see them in your presence, it's a, it's a pretty... It can't, there were times where it was much more, like the feeling was more powerful than others, I guess, is, is a good yeah. way to put it. No, yeah. I, I can see that. I mean, when you fall in love with someone first on an emotional level, that's, that, that's, that cannot be, that cannot be, I don't know, there's nothing to compare to that. You, mm-hmm. I think people like, you know, tend to hook up too soon and, you know, like, you know, like they have sex too soon. Let's be for real. And yep. then um, you base your relationship off that. Oh, well, you know, like now we're gonna have sex. Now we're gonna cuddle. Now we're gonna do this. But when you could connect with someone on an emotional level and fall in love with them, it's, I would assume, mind blowing. Like I, yeah. I, I, I agree. And then, so when you finally do get to see them, and depending on schedules and stuff, most people are off on the weekends and. Mm-hmm money permitting you may be able to fly to see them every weekend every other weekend you know vice versa um that has to be some of the greatest you know (laughs) i'm not i mean if you're emotionally loving them already you know like i don't know i just feel like that could be even better than being in a relationship with someone you're seeing all the time you know but then you have people in your life that you can have relationships with that you do really only see on the weekend because people are busy during the week, right? Mm-hmm. So they could be down the street from you, but you both work, you both have different hours, and you you only see each other once or twice a week. Right. I mean, and you're not ready to move in. So, I mean, as long as you're working toward that goal, what makes it any different? I don't know. Me, right. personally, and I'm not saying I'm going to be in a long distance relationship or try it. I don't want, any, want anyone to mince my words. <laughs> um, hypothetically, I think that I could do it if I really cared about someone enough. You'd be I, surprised. I would, that, that's would, a great point. I would definitely, uh, if I was to fall in love with someone on an emotional level, I would definitely be able to and put my all into it you really it's the only time in my opinion you'll actually learn what love actually is yep Mm -hmm. it's so easy to love somebody that like you said you hook up with after a week yeah of course you're going to say you love them right you just they they just let you fuck them because you're confused right because you're confusing people don't get it people don't understand when they confuse love with lust 
Like when she went out to buy an, she went out and bought an Xbox so we could play Halo together. And I was like, this is literally the most precious thing (laughs) ever. Right. I thought it was amazing. I was like, what an amazing gesture. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, no, that, that, that is fucking like to this day, sometimes that that memory hits me and it's uh it, it's it's cool. I mean, there there was just something about it, you know. So, yeah, it uh, you you really truly love or understand, and you 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 two both know how um I can be or how I am sometimes. But you you do you do learn what love really is in a long distance relationship. I a hundred percent respect that. I. And like I said, like some of the stories made me cry. I mean, people got married, mm-hmm. right? Like that's crazy. Then which good is awesome. For them and I'm like, and they're literally the happiest people. There's no, there's nobody. There's nobody else for them. They know. You know, it. you know why that's awesome? Because like I said, the memory, the memories, even though they're together, like physically together now, they're always going to have these awesome memories of you know. And they have kids. Kids always ask, "How did you all meet?" Right? Yeah. And they're always going to have these really cool stories like, well, this is how we met and this is what we would do to make it work, you know, and it'll blow people's minds. I think those memories are incredibly powerful and, you know, they they have a lot of weight. And I think they they really help define uh, another thing you learn is patience, especially if you're in different time zones. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, you, you got to learn patience and um, and you understand, too, like there were some dates where I was really tired or she was really tired. And we just say, listen, I don't feel like talking too long tonight. But instead of getting all butthurt about it, you know, you, you got to respect that. Right. And if you don't trust them and, and you got to trust them, too, you can't think, oh, yeah. great. Well, they're going out doing stuff. Well, they're not. Right. They just they're tired. <laughs> so so you you learn how to. I don't know, and I, I don't, I'm hijacking the show, and I apologize, but like. No, but um, you listen. But this is your topic because you are the one that's done it. So yeah, this is all. This is all. I, I want to cry. <laughs> like, yeah, I love. I, I love much, hearing this. I don't have much experience in it. Like my last long distance relationship was like in college, and mm-hmm. it it was just like you know it was like I, I wouldn't even say long distance. It was like an hour away from each other but but we went to two different colleges and just i ended up getting fucked over she ended up cheating on me for like the last i don't know two three months of the relationship so my experience is bad so i enjoy listening to you with your good time so (laughs) good i appreciate that because yeah i said it was uh, it was awesome and you know even the breakup was respectfully done you know and we, we talked for a while but at some point you just you move on, right? You just you just move on. So, but yeah, long story short, it can totally work. I, I think the number one thing is, do I want to do this? And the sooner you can answer that question, the better. And I'm telling you right now, this is going to be the lamest thing ever. Look in a fucking mirror when you answer that question. Okay. Look in a mirror because it's just like, you know, you pull your kid aside, you know, they're lying because they're not looking at you. If you can't look at yourself, can't look yourself in the eye. And say that you want this, you don't. It, there's a good chance you don't. It's, here's my, it's, go here's ahead. my problem, and because to your point, you make a good point, and that's something that I need to work on. But 
because I know I have a lot of flaws that I need to work on. I'm not going to hide them. I'm not perfect. No one is. My problem is I jump. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you're, you're saying to make sure you really want it, where I'm like the type of person where I'm irrational. Like, I make rash decisions. Like, I don't think about things hard enough. And sometimes it puts me in bad spots. So if I was, like, connected with someone, which, again, I'm not, (laughs) if I was, I may just be, like, next level, let's go. And I'm also straightforward, so I think people know that. If if I like you, I'm going to tell you I like you. I'm going to hide it. Uh, So I might be like, let's go. Let's do this. And I may not think about the repercussions it could have, Mm -hmm. you know, or – this person may not be as into it as I am, you know? So to your point, that's a very good thing. I'm going to take that. I'm going to use that actually. Yeah. I, I, and and that, that's good to share because, so I think, honestly, I think it's a little simpler and, you know, you got to give yourself credit. Uh, you, you're both strong people in a lot of ways and you got to give yourself credit and you have to trust yourself because, you know, your heart will fuck you. The order in which you get fucked is your heart, your brain, and your gut will never fuck you. So your heart will and your brain will. And when the two work together, that's even worse. Your (laughs) gut is going to tell you. And it's like you talked about that emote, that that connection. To me, a physical connection is really cool. It's, you know, you can can feel it, right? Mm -hmm. But to me... There's a much stronger pull in an emotional connection, no matter whatever's igniting it, whatever the catalyst is. It's a much more powerful force than a physical or physical attraction. You know, mental attraction is an incredible feeling. And this is coming from a guy who's incredibly jaded, (laughs) you know. But that that I would I would kill to have that emotional connection again. Oh yeah. With somebody because it where you just feel so good and that's why you can look in the mirror and you can say I want now wanting and needing and feeling like you need and feeling like you want are all four different things. When you want it, your gut is screaming at you. Yes, you want it. If you don't want it, your gut is screaming louder. No, you don't want it, right? So that's why you use physical cues. And if you don't know what your physical cues are when you lie, get a group of people together and play poker. <laughs> I'm serious. They'll, they'll tell you at the end of the day, like, what? How, how did you read me? What, you know, what, what did you do? Well, you always looked off to the right or something like that, you know, when you were bluffing. So you took that in mind. You look in a mirror and say, do I want this? And you look off to the right. You don't want it. I mean, it's that simple, right? Okay. Whatever your tells are, you need to know your tells. And the best, I'm just saying, the best way to do that is have a poker night with some friends. Okay, because they can and, tell when you're bluffing. Yeah, and, and, you, and, you, and you play it like you, you play, you know, Texas Hold'em, for example, and every hand you show your cards and let them figure out your tells, right? And then have them tell you when you're done. What, what, when I was bluffing, what was I doing? Because... What's funny about it is you don't know what the hell you're doing. So um, when I play poker, I like to act like a basket case the whole time. 
so you can't really read me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but even so, what I've learned when I'm bluffing, I get a little quieter. Um, so yeah, it just and, and and sometimes the eyes will wander, you know, and that that's 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 my that's my biggest tell. So. Well, that wouldn't work for me because I played three card poker and that's all I know how to play. And I really still don't even know how to play that. And apparent, <laughs> apparently I had, um, I, I don't even know, three of the same card. A, a, what is it called? A three, three what is of it a kind. Called? Of a three call. of a kind, I guess. And that's a good hand to have, right? Mm-hmm. No idea. Okay. And I'm just <laughs> sitting there. <laughs> So if, if you were to understand, if I would understand, I might be like, yeah, but right. so I'm sitting yeah. there and I'm just like, yeah. oh, I have these. And they were like, oh, they like clapping and stuff. And I'm like, what right. are you clapping for? Then they just hand me all these chips. I'm like, oh, OK. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but again, your, your gut, I'm telling you, you, you get this feeling when you're not being honest with yourself. And to me, it takes me back to when I was a kid and I try to pull a fast one on my parents and lie to them. You know what I mean? I get that same queasy, weird feeling. And I didn't have that with her. I was like, yeah, I want this. And it was it was good. Well, that is an awesome story. And I I, I love hearing things. I'm a positive person. I love hearing when things mm-hmm. work out. So yeah, um, perspective, Ohio to Oregon. That, that's, that's how far it was. So. Oh, damn. Yeah. I think I might only be willing to go an hour out of my time. <laughs> I get it. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna try it. I don't think, but you know, I don't, I don't predict this my future. But you know, I would if I, if the opportunity presented itself, and and there was someone worthy, I guess. But there's not. So, and I, if I had, I'm, so I'm not. I'm not first going all, to. First of all, you said you're not going to go past an hour. And then the next sentence you say, but you would try it. What? You wouldn't go past somebody an hour away. But then you would. You, the next sentence you said you would try it. So. I'm saying, like, I'm not against it. I'm, just, I'm trying to um, use my words correctly. I'm not against trying a long-distance relationship. I say an hour because I can't, I don't know if I can do like, a like Kyle said with the patience. I don't have patience. So. <laughs> I don't um, either. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. I'm trying to just like put it like hypothetical. Mm-hmm. No, um, I get it. Mm. There's some things I don't want to say. So, <laughs> um, and on that note though, I think we still have a little time left and I, I just want to know, like on a light note, because we just got a little heavy. Um, what's every, what, what is it on? What's your number one song you're listening to right now? What's yours, Maria? Okay. Mine is, I have Beyonce. been, and for, no, it's not actually <laughs> Beyonce. Beyonce is the queen. Okay. She is. I love her. Um, XO is a great song. Uh, I listen to her every single day. That's without a doubt. But lately, and it seems to be like a summer thing that I do. Uh, I'm not big on the newer rappers that came out. And 
there's a few that I like, and Juice World was one of them, and uh, he did pass away, unfortunately, young. But um, his song "Lucid Dreams," for some reason, every summer it's just my number one pick to listen to, and I love that song. It has no meaning behind it to me. Like, I, there's no nobody I'm missing that I'm having lucid dreams about, but just the song itself. That's my that's my go-to song, I guess you could say right now. But I have a lot because Skywalker by Miguel too. Yeah, picking a song is hard. Uh, so I, I will say that Spotify recently released the Tech Nine Essential Collection, and that's all I've been listening to. Wait, what's Tech Nine? Oh, jeez. Um, see, now I'm going to go all... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so uh, you know, rap, rap and rock is where I'm at. I can't really stand country or anything like that. Okay. Well, um, let's see. I'm a metalhead. <laughs> Metal's badass, dude, so nothing I, wrong with I, that. I, I'm big into metalcore, um... Not like you know the dark death metal that kind of stuff, but just right. like the very the very melodic, um, like melodic vocals on a chorus, but like screaming on the verses and like the the double bass kicks of a drum syncopated with the bass and the guitar riffs that's playing, like the technical work that goes behind it. Because I'm a musician, so I, I I play I can play all basic instruments and sing and and everything. So I I enjoy the you know, the technical side of music more than anything. I analyze it, I guess you could say. Um, but my favorite band right now, if I had to pick a specific band, it would probably be Architect. They're a band out of uh, the United Kingdom. Um, but since you guys listen to rap, there is a guy, um, there's a band called Falling in Reverse. And the lead singer is Ronnie Radke. And he's actually, I think, I don't know if he's still with Paige, WWE Paige. Uh, they were together at one point. I don't know if they still are or whatever, but, like, uh, they even have a house together at one point. But he's the lead singer for Falling in Reverse. And he does, like, their earlier stuff was, like, punk rock. But now he's getting into this weird mixture of rap and rock, hard rock at the same time. And his the singles he's been putting out over the past like year or two have been pretty good. So if you like rap, uh, rock and rap or mixtures of it in weird ways, I would suggest listening to their latest tracks. Um, I really enjoy right now. I think my favorite song is by um, Bring Me the Horizon. Uh, it's called Parasite Eve. It's basically a song that they wrote during this whole quarantine time. They're all separated into, into their set. You know, they live in different parts of the, uh, I guess, the United Kingdom or the country or whatever. But they all wrote the song online with each other um, and produced it. And it's basically kind of like about the situation we're in through with COVID and quarantine and everything right now. But that song's really good. That, that's been on my playlist. I've listened to it pretty much every day for the past, I don't know, since it dropped. It dropped like a week and a half ago, I want to say. So that's my picks. Nice. Okay, but do you listen to anything other than? I do. I do. I live in Louisiana, so I listen to country. Uh, you know, I, I've been in I've been in 
country bands. I've been in Zotico bands. I, I don't listen to that on my leisure time, but um, I mean, I do listen to, um, let's see, rap, rap. If I had to pick, I, I, I like The Weeknd. Um, I like that is not R- rap. That's not rap. <laughs> well, I mean, R and B. Yeah, he's like a with an yeah. 80s vibe. Yeah, he he's got to be a little more on the R&B side in my opinion. Yep. Okay, well, Jesus. But that's good that you like I mean, I I, the I, I must not listen to straight rap, I guess then. It's more like the R&B or popish kind of mainstream stuff. When I when I go into that genre, I go more mainstream. When I go into rock and metalcore, of course that's not mainstream, so I'm going to go off into fringe uh bands at that point. Mm-hmm. But. You should, uh, I highly suggest Tech 9 That's good it, shit. It's just rap, like hip-hop, or? Yeah, I mean, Tech 9 is, uh, you know, he, he made it, he's the largest independent rapper in the world. I mean, the dude just, and he brings on so many people, and um, he, he's how I discovered Mackenzie Nicole, who is someone I like. She's not a rapper, um, but she collaborates with him a lot because she's also from Kansas City, Missouri. So, um, you know, it just uh... so Tech Nine has a song called "Kick It With Myself," and that one hit me after the divorce. So it became like my anthem. So the past two and a half years have been uh, like Tech Nine has been kind of like a, a savior more than anything, honestly. Do you think music is like therapy? Oh, yeah. One billion percent. No doubt. I literally think that I can get rid of my therapists and totally just vibe to music and be okay. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, just just listen to Kick It With Myself and it'll all kind of like you just sit there and you're like, wow. Yeah. I mean, damn. And it's a very upbeat song, but the message is very it's abundantly clear. Right. You have to appreciate yourself before anything, anyone else matters. I mean, it's it's the damn truth, so. And without getting into politics, um, Chris, just off curiosity, do you, don't bring up anything irrelevant to his music. Did you, do you, did you, do you listen to Kanye West? Gosh, no. Never. I mean, I've heard songs uh, briefly on the radio before I turned the channel, but because I know Kyle likes rap, I'm not even gonna ask him. I know he's heard and knows Kanye West songs without a doubt because he is one of the biggest music producers to date. Um, so I just wanted to throw that out there and ask only because he's in the news right now. (laughs) Yeah, President Yeezy, let's go. All right. Uh, since we're talking about rap, I mean, we got to bring up Eminem. So, oh. I mean, I, what what is your opinions on Eminem? Eminem topped out at uh, what was that one album after Eminem show? Uh, had Mosh on it. Uh, God, that that was the last great Eminem. Was it? Was it? Uh, oh, come on. But. I mean, did you? Okay, so uh, what's what's his last album? Uh, Music to be murdered by. Yeah, that's that's boring. You didn't like any of that? Any? No, from that? I haven't. I haven't oh, liked I anything did. since um, 
Encore. That's the album. Encore, Encore. yeah. Encore was all right. Yeah, that was his last great one, in my opinion. I haven't liked anything since. I think um, MGK is a much more, um, you know, they had their beef. I thought I thought Rap Devil won, in my opinion. I don't care if anybody says <laughs> that that that, Man, that ridiculous that's, that's beef a... that happened in 2018, where everyone cared about rap for like nine days. Yeah. I thought uh, I thought I thought yeah, MGK came out on top. I, I just I just think Eminem he, he's genius his lyrics are incredible but it and I'm pro- I'm probably gonna get demolished for this and I don't really care but um, as of late since I mean Encore is arguably my favorite just because it was so damn hard. Well, what songs were on Encore? Uh, that had Mosh. Um, Did that have Toy Soldiers? I was about to say Toy Soldiers yeah. was on there, which is an epic. Yeah. Fucking song like <laughs> just a just a I mean that song gives me chills sometimes. Um yeah, I mean it it had some killer songs on there and then you know ever and then like what was it relapse and rehab those were really kind of lame and uh, I don't I don't even know. But So people people say that when he was and God forbid for saying this, but that when he was high he made better music. Yeah, a lot of people say that, I, you know. I'm not I don't know. I just think it just became the same thing, right? I mean, the, the guy never leaves his house, so he's going to run out of topics. Um, yeah. You know, kind of like MGK said, he yells at a microphone reading a dictionary. So it's like there's only so many times you can do that. You know, I'm not saying the dude isn't brilliant at all. Um, I think all, every-, every album, including Encore, is works of art. Everything after that is just like, okay, this is this is kind of tired now. I mean, I don't listen to the like the whole albums. I'm not like dedicated fan of them, but like when it comes out, I'll listen to to the hits because even though it's he's been formulaic in a sense, uh, he's still like his his technical ability to spit that kind of shit out that fast is still incredible for me to listen to. I guess it's because I don't listen to a lot of rap, so <laughs> it's just like. Like, uh, what was it? Uh, fuck. No, he's God, definitely... Godzilla? Godzilla. Yeah, he's yeah. definitely in a class of his own when it comes yeah. to rap. When it comes to that kind of speed and precision. I don't know. I don't know. That... And also hitting topics that the rest of the world will not fucking touch. He yeah. did a song... Um, I can't remember the name of the damn song on the last album, Music To Be Murdered By. He fucking did that song... Uh, playing in the song and who the fuck does this he's brilliant he was rapping as is as if he was the las vegas shooter right and i was like blown away at the end when i realized it i was like holy fuck i thought he was about to go out for a show like i'm thinking he's talking about like going out on stage for a show he was rapping as if he was the Las Vegas shooter, and I was fucking mind blown by that. That he's so fucking genius. He really is. Yeah, he is a genius. I just, to me, I'm just, I'm just kind of over it at this point. I, I think there, there's, there's so much because of what he's done that there, there's a lot more out there than what there yeah. was at one point in time. And you, I mean, the right. guy's a legend. The guys, I mean, again, I'm not sitting here. I can always listen to him, and I have listened to every album he's ever done, ever. But I'm just saying, 
personally, I just feel like Encore up to that, that was the top, right? He hit the top, and it it can only get so unique. But he does so much on his own, right? I mean, he's got a – the fact that he can still do what he does is pretty damn incredible, so. Right, and he doesn't need to – I personally don't think he needs to uh, make it any more music because – because of the simple fact that he's so known, like, in the rap world, and people still listen to his old stuff. People right. I mean, still are yeah, listening to his old stuff. The, so. the, only, the only other, well, besides Tech 9 the only other rapper that I can go back to the beginning of their discography up to today is Cannabis. And, like, there's two forms of thought, or, yeah, two, you know, thoughts about the rapper cannabis you either think he's the punchline of the rap genre or you think he's a demigod and i think the guy's fucking brilliant i think um, he i think he killed ll cool j in their battle back in the day <laughs> i do um, yeah I yeah no, no nobody can spit bars like can- right. nobody spits he... bars like cannabis does nobody a long time ago god damn it <laughs> yeah i mean and he can i can go back and listen, like 2000 BC today is still one of the coolest freaking rap albums I've ever heard in my life. It's just so different and unique, but that's why I love that genre because the history of it's so damn cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, so but, I brought up I brought up some rap artists that I listen to. What are some rock bands or metal bands that you guys have listened to, if any? <laughs> oh yeah, I mean rock is my second favorite thing, and. I actually sang and played guitar in a Chevelle tribute band. Um, no, really. Chevelle's my favorite band. I love those dudes. Uh, Tool, you know, I can listen to Tool all day long. Um, anything like that. Chevelle, Tool, you know, like old stuff. Jimi Hendrix. Um, you know, I'm I'm a Beatles over the Stones, honestly. Um, you know, shit like that. But I'll listen to anything but country. I just, I can't do it. I, I mean, just, I'm... I can't do it. Yeah, I'm not a big country person either. I tried, couldn't do it. Um, Devil went down to Georgia is as far as I can go. I don't know if I can... Uh, I don't know if I've ever fully invested in a rock band or... I've definitely never invested in a heavy metal band. I'll tell you that much. It's just not my. It's just not my thing. Yeah, like my my gym playlist is mostly it's uh, Tech Nine, Five Finger Death Punch, Pantera, and Chevelle. <laughs> so that I mean that it, you know you can lift anything when you listen to that shit. So I'm more like when if you want to talk about a band, it's not rock. Like, you know, like, I'm more soft. Like, I like the fray, and I like five for fighting, and, you know, like, <laughs> I'm on the softer side of things. They're still together? No, well, I mean, like, they're old stuff. Like, yeah, like, like five for fighting is like a one-hit wonder band. No, the fuck they're not. You just they don't know their songs. They, no, they, they, what? they got some hits. You have no idea, and how deep they're, okay. I oh, and Billy that. Idol. My bad. It just hit. I can listen to Billy Idol all day. <laughs> I okay. Sorry, that it just I just had to share. 
I, I'm going to put over five for fighting right now. Um, not that anybody gives a fuck me putting over yeah. anybody, but <laughs> I'm my, I, I myself am going to say that if you listen to the words and the lyrics, because for me, it's the lyrics that matter where you might be on the other end of you where you like the music and the sounds and all that shit. But for me, the lyrics hit me deep. That's my therapy, right? So I need to connect with the, the lyrics. If you listen to Five for Fighting's music, the lyrics are so deep that you need to actually, like, get inside your own head and figure out what they're saying. And I know, Kyle, you you said they're good. And I think maybe you can agree with that. Their Mm -hmm. lyrics get really deep. If you ever listen to The Riddle, that shit is deep, that song. And what if? Those songs are deep, okay? That's the kind of music I like to listen to i like to listen to my rap music when i'm in a mood you know like throw some Nicki minaj on uh but when i need some therapy i'm putting on the fray and i'm putting on um five for fighting and dave matthews band like no i'm not putting on anything dave Matthew, okay i'll give you that i'll give you that i'll give you dave matthews band because they some of the most brilliant technical musicians I've ever heard is is coming out of that band. So I will give you that. They are very good. You will give me everything. I won't give you the other one. No. <laughs> the fray? Sure. You won't give me the fray? Fuck no. Oh my god, no. No. <laughs> What's wrong with you? It's Why? Too, it's just so I, I, I'm a musician, so I, I immediately look for the 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 technical prowess of the band and analyzing everything they do. And when it's just straightforward pop music, it's just like, but why, okay. are, you, but why are you not analyzing <laughs> what they're saying and how they resonate with people? Because they don't resonate with me. Because Chris don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. No, I'm just kidding. Like, <laughs> you heartless. Hey, can, can, can we, uh, can, can, what, what, what's in this on this one? Are you ready? How do you two feel about Nickelback? <laughs> I fucking love Nickelback, and I okay. fucking, I went to their concert at PNC. If you live in New Jersey, you know that's an outdoor venue. It rained. I had the best time, and I'll fucking do it again. Chris? I'll listen to them if I'm with a group of people and there's alcohol involved. <laughs> so, so not on sober on purpose. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Gotta be somebody is probably my top song. Okay. Okay. Here. Here you go. Song. Um. Uh. The the day that nobody died. You know that song by them? Yes. Yes. Sorry, I was yawning. I'm thinking in my head because I like older songs, so probably. If, if yeah, that's a cared, great song. Nobody, if everyone cared and nobody cried, if everyone that the name of that song is "If them. Everyone Cared," not the day no okay. one died. <laughs> okay, okay, well that fucking song, the lyrics, the lyrics moved me when I heard that song by them. Now uh, they do have another song. What is it? Uh, look better with your pants around your ankles, or what? What is it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that them? Yeah, that's, or no, you look cuter with something in your mouth. That's Jesus Christ. 
<laughs> well, that that is that is yeah. Kyle's that's a, that's reaction. It's <laughs> Nickelback, man. I mean, that is Nickelback. That's the lyrics you're looking for? Right, yeah. He's like, wait a minute, what was that one? You look better with something in your mouth. You're not deep at all. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he's like... I am. am. You just, you haven't heard any of the the bands I listen to. You haven't heard any of the lyrics of their songs, so... Because you can't fucking hear anything. I just hear people screaming. I just hear people screaming. That's why you have an iPhone, and you can just look at the lyrics, like, as the song's playing, the lyrics are <laughs> Oh, what the fuck you're saying? Yeah, it, yeah. I don't know, I, I like, I like metal. I think metal's awesome, because the, like, kind of like what Chris has, has said, is, uh, you know, the, the music that's taking place is actually pretty damn badass. Um, right, and if I'm and in the If you listen to it out, enough... You, you can you can pick out what they're saying for sure. Yeah. Um, and what you hear what they're saying, I mean, like going to a concert and, you know, screaming along with the lyrics that they're saying once you know it and you, you truly feel the passion behind how he's portraying the words. That's what gets me the most for them. Because it's yeah. just pure. It's either pure aggression or it's pure passion as to what they're trying to proclaim. And that's that's what gets me. There's actually pure passion inside of that kind of music for me. Especially when they have something in their mouth. Yep. I got something in their mouth, yeah. <laughs> well, shit. That'll about do it. <laughs> yeah, I think so. That was an interesting music topic. That was awesome is what that was. And thanks to everyone that commented about the long distance relationships because... I loved, loved, loved hearing about them, and some people may, like I said, some people, they, I'm not full out crying, but you brought a tear to my eye, and uh, I love a good love story. Um, I believe in all those Disney movies. Yeah, Tintin Ten would do it again. I think that's what I need. Real love is out there. Is a, is a long distance relationship with respect and trust. Yeah. I think that would give me all the feels I need. Yep, and make sh- and make sure. my tiny little heart. That's <laughs> your tiny little heart. Yeah. And make sure you follow us on Twitter at our handles. Mine's at m a r e e a underscore rose. That's r o s e. And then if you guys want to say yours. Yeah, mine's at. Chris Sinister 86 on both Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, Kyle DC 37 on Twitter, the underscore KDC 37 on Instagram. I've just been too lazy to consolidate them. <laughs> Mine's the same on Instagram too, but I mean, it is what it is. If, if you like a good meme, um, follow <laughs> me on Instagram. I have an embarrassingly large collection of memes that I haven't released to the wild yet. <laughs> I'll be on the lookout for them. Several gigs. It's kind of ridiculous. If you're right. um, if you're interested in uh, you know, dog picks, cat picks, and smart ass wrestling comments, then that's that's all I got on my page. So. 
Yeah, I also have a dog that looks like a sheep, so that's kind of cool. <laughs> if you want to see that. All right. And also follow our podcast page at Three Count Life on both Twitter and Instagram. And really on Instagram, we'd really like to see some more followers. So thank you for that. Follow yes. us. All right. And we'll be back next week. Yeah.